It's good to see you. I think we're going to keep old Vernon. What do you think? <laughs> we're going to hold on to him. He's great, doing a great job with our students, and it is, uh, it's good to, to have, him, have him here. And I'm excited about our, our kids. Aren't you, aren't you glad to see our kids, our students up here worshiping the Lord? Uh, in the middle of all the things we got going on, all the pressure, all the, I mean, just there's so much. But to see our kids uh, just standing firm and standing strong uh, for what they believe in and what they believe in, talking about Jesus, it is amazing to see. And um, I hope it warms your heart and encourages you as well. Um, I, um, I love all the students. I love seeing, you know, some of those, those kids I've known for a long time. Think about Adelaide and, and uh, you know, the doll girls. I mean, they're like my, like my, you're talking about nieces. They're like nieces and, and nephews. And then uh, Luke, I almost didn't wreck. I was away this week and he cut all his hair off. So I didn't, he, 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 now he, uh, he came home and I go, whoa. I didn't go, what happened? He goes, dad, it was a bad haircut. I go, I like it. He goes, Mom hates it. I go, well, I, you can keep it like that all the day. This is your real life. You look like me. Um, and so um, anyway, but they did a great job. Did they not? Yeah. I love seeing, um, thinking about uh, those, those ladies and uh, just and Veronica helping them. But um, I mean, Braden, she, um, she, I always find her that way. She, I'll come in the house sometimes 10 o'clock at night and she's in there worshiping. And, and so it's, it's really amazing. So they, we told them, like, you guys do an audience of one. But then I was also just enamored with one. I was enamored with all of them, but I love seeing our kids worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. Well, good. Well, before we get into the message today, we want to do something very special. Uh, today is uh, Ron and Keller's 20th year here at the church, and we wanted to uh, just celebrate her today. Ron, would you stand? We wanted to do something. We got you some flowers. Yeah, we want to just celebrate her, all that she has done. We're talking 20 absolute... Years, want to just, just, just say thank you. Look at, <laughs> would you celebrate her today? Stand with us. We celebrate a, a the achievement of a of a lifetime. Ron, we just want to say real quick all the hugs and stuff. We we wanted to get you something big and gaudy like your personality. Um, something just we wanted to get you something so big that it would just engulf you. And, um, but we want to just say just thank you for all that you have done for Sojourn for the past 20 years. And we want to bless you and thank you. It's not, it's not easy putting up with, with these two guys right here, uh, but you have for 20 years. And so on top of flowers and on top of honoring you, the Lord's like, there's got to be some big old jewels in your crown when you get to heaven for putting up with us. But Sojourn is, uh, is, is better for your service and your time here. So we just want to say thank you and we love you and bless you. Yeah. Really, really is good. So I'm telling you, we need, anytime you can be around here for that long. I'm telling you, God is with you. You are, uh, <laughs> it's a big deal. I'm just telling you. Well, I am so glad. Aren't you glad about the season change? Anybody happy about the cooler temperatures? Amen. Uh, there for a minute, you start questioning why you live in Texas just for a little while, but then all of a sudden the cool air comes in and then you just, you just like, ah, oh, this is it. And then the state fair comes in the, in the town and just like, you, there's nothing like Texas, like the state fair. So I am just excited about, and I know I tell Kevin not to say that word, but I say it too, uh, I'm glad about what God is doing in this season. I believe that this is a new season. Now, a lot of people say that. They get up and they go, it's a new season. I believe God is doing something because of all that's happened. He's ushering us into, I believe, a season. And we've been talking about this, a harvest 
of souls. Amen. I believe that God is doing something in our body for such a time as this. And I don't want us to miss it. I don't want us to get sidetracked because it's easy to get sidetracked on things that really uh, uh, that the enemy would love to get us off on with all the things, the political things and who's doing this and who's, do, who's doing what and what's what's going on. I'm telling you, we need to have our focus, our attention on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Our question needs to be, what is heaven doing? What is God saying? Not just about the church. What is God saying about your life? What is he saying to you individually right now in this season that you're in? We talk about the church being in a new season. What season are you in? What is God saying to you? What is he saying about his word in your life? What is he saying about his authority in your life? What is he saying about the power of his spirit in your life? Is he asking you to step up to the next level? Is he asking you to commit to some things? It's a good time right now. I'm just saying this. If you don't hear anything else say today listen to this hear this what is God saying individually to you how is he speaking to you and what is he saying and will you answer what he's telling you and do what he's telling you to do and that's what we're talking about we're talking about making disciples who make a difference following after his uh, after what he's called us to do and his leading in your life what is he saying how is he saying it what are the things that he's he's speaking to you some of you he speaks through dreams and he speaks through visions and he speaks through authority he speaks to all kind of stuff he is speaking he's forever speaking the question is not is he speaking the question is are we are you listening are you hearing are you hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth are you hearing <laughs> what the Spirit of God is saying. Here's what he's been saying to us corporately as a body. We believe that that is, that we are entering to a season of harvest. Um, somebody said to me, just like, are, we, are you saying that people are being harvested? That's a weird way to look at it. No, we're not saying that. Just like, hey, let's harvest. Let's cut them down and drag them into the kingdom. You know, I mean, I'm just trying to say that. But the truth is, is, I believe that God is saying for sojourn in the middle of the darkness that is going on in our world, it's time to shine the light in the middle of the darkness. Do you believe that? Shine the light. That's actually what I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, we talked about the three eyes of the harvest. We talked about and uh, identify the people that you believe need to come into the kingdom. Some identifying. We got loved ones. Some of you got coworkers. Some of you have neighbors. People down the street. If you're with me, any sort of even in the last few weeks, I've been inviting anybody and everybody to church. I don't care who you are, what you look like, what kind of background you come from. I'm inviting you to church. I want you to come to church. And then I'll so I tell my story about what God has done for me. I was um, I was with a group of pastors uh, <laughs> this past week, a network, networking pastors meeting. And so they were like, hey, this is a pastor that got shot. They go, no way. I'm like, yes way, you know, <laughs> yes way. Look at it. Come and put your hands in my side, you know, feel the stick in. Come here, come here, Thomas. Put your hand in my side. And no, I'm showing them like, man, what happened to you? And just like little kids, they're sitting there like, oh my God. Like, and pow. And then all of a sudden, oh, and oh my gosh. You know, I'm telling the story, right? Because I'm looking for an opportunity to tell my story and you should look for an opportunity to tell your story. Something has happened to you, right? Tell your story. Everybody has a story. This is my story. This is my song. Everybody's got one. If you're here today, you know Jesus. This is your story. I was lost, but now I'm, I'm found. I'm found. I'm telling you what. Just last week, I was, um, I had, I was looking for some my glasses, my sunglasses, and I couldn't find them. 
I went over in the lost and found. And how glad I was when I found those sunglasses. Somebody had found them and put them in lost and found for me. And they were just sitting there waiting for me. And I'm telling you what, I was happy about those because then I didn't have to tell Vanessa that I had lost them. And so the truth is, is that the truth, the God is saying this. Everybody has a story. You were lost. You have any way, no way of, of finding any direction or anything. And so all of a sudden, Jesus came and changed your life. If he has, changed your life. And you can't give away what you don't have. You can't sit there and tell people, like, I, I found Jesus if you hadn't found him. Then you're just lying. You know what I'm saying? But if you found him and Jesus has entered into your life, there's transformation there you can tell somebody about who he is. Amen? Identify. Inter intercede. Pray for them. Pray for those people. Pray for those people who not only just pray for those who come into the kingdom. The Bible says pray for those who despitefully use you, those who curse you, those that, uh, that do wrong to you. Pray for those. And, and don't pray prayers like, Lord, please get them. No, just pray prayers <laughs> that God would arrest them by his spirit and bring them to Calvary so that they can be changed. And then we said to invite. Invite them into a relationship with Jesus or invite them uh, to church. This next, next Sunday, James Robinson will be here second service. Are you guys excited about that? <clears throat> now, you don't got to bring them. You don't got to bring them for me because you're just like, well, that, that other pastor. But James Robinson, bring them for him. He's got, he's got a word. He's got an amazing testimony. Bring somebody to hear him. I'll be speaking the first service. James will be the second service. Um, bring people to that. And we got Mark Rutland will be. How many of you have heard Mark Rutland? Mark Rutland is going to be amazing telling his story. He's got an incredible one. And then David Harris Jr., who's a friend of mine, who actually, he's, uh, he's you know, there's right wing, and then there's David Harris Jr., you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I, I say that about him. He's like, there's right. And then I was like, good night. Where are you? You know, like over here. You know what I'm saying? So he way over there. So anyway, but the truth is, is he has an amazing story. And so when you came in this uh, still morning, uh, you saw two cards on your chair. Would you grab those cards and hold them up to me? Hold, grab those cards. Come on. Come on. I see that hand. I see that hand. Yes. Yes. Is there just one? Is there just one? Is there two? Okay. Yes. I see that hand. Come on. Lift it up. Come on. Lift it up. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I see that hand. That's right. That's good. I see that hand. That's good. That's good. God is moving. God is moving. Now wave them at me. Wave them at me. Okay. See, y'all forgot about that. That's the old school Baptist right there. That's that old school. But here's what we want you to do. We made it easy for you. Just give. So if you go, if you walk up to them, don't be weird. Walk up to them, hand them the cards and then run away. You know what I'm saying? No, don't do that. But you can, we made it easy for you to invite somebody to church. You got an invite card. It has our address. It, has, it says to come to Sojourn. I'm asking you, the reason why we gave you two is we're asking you, even today, as you go out you know, to your restaurants, you know, don't just leave them just wait for the waiter. Well, just go, give, give them somebody. Say, hey, come to our church. Man, we, God is doing something in our church. Man, God is doing something. How many of you love coming to be a part of what God is doing here? Amen. God is doing some amazing things. Invite somebody so that they can be a part. Amen. All right, we're going to get into the message. Um, to, I'm talking about the light today. So uh, won't you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, that you're doing a great work in our midst. And we are so uh, just uh, engulfed in your presence, Lord, because you have done great things for us. If it had not been for you, Lord, we don't know where we would be. Where would we be without your presence? Where would we be without your grace and your mercy and your peace? Where would we be? We would, I, I don't even know. Lord, I hate to even think about it. But the truth is, is that we're here and you're here. And where there are two or three gathered in your name, here you are in the midst of us. Even right now, do a work in, in us. Those that are watching online even. Those that would be scrolling by, trying to figure out if they wanted to listen to the service. I pray that you stop and they would, you would arrest them by your presence. Because the spirit of, there's nothing like your presence, Lord. There's nothing like your presence. And we celebrate you today 
And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bibles, I would like for you to turn to Isaiah chapter 60. We're going to go reading from verse 1 and then turn to Matthew chapter 5. We'll try to get there into those scriptures. Um, and while you're turning there, um, we're talking about the fact that God wants us to be a light in the midst of the darkness. There's so much darkness that's going on in the world. There's so many things that are going on that, that God has some instructions for us as a body of Christ. Instructions for you. What do we do in a dark time? Everybody wants to know, what do we do? How now shall we live with all the things that are going in light of what society is saying, in light of what things are going on in the world? How are we supposed to respond? How is the church supposed to respond in a dark culture? All the things that are going on, how are we supposed to do? We're just supposed to keep coming to church and attend. One of the ways that we could be, be salt and light is to be a disciple. That's what we're talking about as well. But at the same time, how do we turn, uh, how, do we, what do we, how do we respond as a body of Christ? And here's what I want to say to you, what God is saying to us, is that we turn on the lights. Say that when we turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. That's what shine the light in the middle of the darkness. That's what God has called us to do. We turn on the lights. One of the things that um, I try to do, um, you know, Vanessa is always up before me. But when I am up be before her, I try to be quiet. In doing so, I don't turn on any lights. But in doing so, I'm fumbling around in the darkness because, and I'm, more, I'm, I'm louder than I would if I turned the lights on because I'm stumbling around on stuff. Just, and she's just like, I'm, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up because I'm just making a bunch of noise because I'm trying to be quiet. And here's the truth, that, that the world is fumbling around in the dark. Would you say that? They're fumbling around in the dark, trying to find their way because CNN says this is the way. And all of our society is saying this is the way. The LGBTQ community is saying this is the way. And all the other religions are saying this is the way. And all the other things are going on. But God is saying how dark it is right now, how bright the light that shines in the midst of the darkness where the world can see and run to that light. And so how does that work? And so this is what it says on, in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. It says, arise, shine. For your light has come. Now think about that for a second. Before the light, before you shine, before you shine, you got to arise. This is what that means for us. Get up. Get up out of the place of stupor. Get up out of the place of lethargy and apathy. Church, get up. Awaken. Wake up. Get up from that place. Arise. And then it says to shine. Shine. Why? For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness to people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Let me tell you what. What are the people going to see? The glory of God on our lives. He's going to get the glory out of your life. Uh, I feel like the Lord told me to stop here and say this to somebody in here. Right now, no matter whoever you are, so you're watching or you're here today, you may be in the darkest hole, the deepest pit, the darkest night of your soul, the problems, the issues, the things that are going in your life. Even no matter where you are or how deep you are, I'm saying that even that God wants you to know today that he is going to get the glory out of your life. He is going to be praised in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the problems, in the midst of all the fire and the flood and the flame. Because he said, I'll be with you in the flame. I'll be with you in the flood. I'll be with you when the storm comes. I'll be right alongside with you, just like I was with the three, with the Hebrew boys, just like I was with Daniel. I will be with you no matter what's going on in your life. God says, I'm going to get the glory. I'm I'm going to get the glory. I'm going to get the glory. That is prophetically for somebody in here this morning. The spirit of God is saying that to somebody here this morning. He's going to get the glory out of your life. 
He's going to get the glory out of your life. He's like, it don't look like it. It looks like the bank is getting the glory. <laughs> it looks like the, the, the hospital is saying this, and it looks like that. It don't matter what it looks like. It looks like that. But if you will get your eyes off of your circumstance and get your eyes upon the King of kings and the Lord of lords, I'm telling you, you'll get a different perspective of what he wants to do in your life. So he says, arise, shine, for your light has come. All the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness of people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory shall be seen upon you. The Gentiles, the lost, the people that don't know him, the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes. Have we said that in the last few weeks? Let's say it with me. Lift up your, say it like you mean it. Lift up your eyes. You got to lift them up. You got to lift them up. Look with your eyes and look around. If you're looking at all your problems and you're focusing on that, but I want to focus, put my attention. I want to set my affections on things that are above. I want to set my gaze on him. I'm going to put my eyes on him because if I look at his other stuff, I'm telling you what, it, it'll cause me to get depressed. You get depressed thinking about all the other things that are going on. Is that true? Think about all this other stuff that's going on. Oh man, I remember I mean, I ain't going to tell uh, which kid it is, Luke, but he um, is the one that sometimes is, uh, is scared of heights, you know, when they were little, be scared of heights. And he'd be like, he, I like I, you know, just don't look down. He would sit him on top of the roof to get something. Don't look down. And as soon as he would look down, you know, he started, his ladder would start shaking. I'd be like, don't look down. I said, if you do look down, look at daddy. Come on, just keep your eyes, keep your eyes looking, looking on me. <laughs> and, and he'd be like, where's mom? Anyway, the truth is... <laughs> The truth is, is that we get our eyes off of our problems, get off of the issues and circumstances and let the light of Christ shine on the inside of us. People need to see the light. They need to see what's going on. The Gentiles should come to your light and the kings to your brightness of your eyes. You lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. And then you shall see and become radiant. The church of Jesus Christ is radiant. Amen. He's coming back with the church uh, for a bride that's without spot or wrinkle, but we are radiant in the middle of this, something that's bright in the middle of what's going on. And your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Matthew 5, 13 and 14. This is what Jesus is saying in verse 13. You are, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are, you are the light of the world. A city that is on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light, let your light, everybody has a light. Let your light shine. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. He's like this, a city on a hill cannot be, can't be hidden. You can't hide a city on a hill. That's the only thing I didn't like about the Black Panther movie that was on. They were a big old city with all that vibrating when they were hidden in the hill somewhere. They just like black people. Anyway, we just hide here the city and they had the answer. And as you're laughing, but the truth is, is that we are the people of God and we have the answer for the world's problems. They be looking to us for the problems. Why is that? Why are they not looking to us? Well, because we kind of abandoned our post there for a while. Oh, it's gotten quiet and sighing. Yeah, we did. Would you, would you agree that we abandoned the church abandoned her post? Would you? We, we just start, I'm just going to say a couple of things here for a minute. We started going to church, uh, attending church, checking church off our list instead of being the church. 
called us to be the church to the unchurched and the answers to the world's problems and stuff of that. And so, so we abandoned our post. We started just, just doing whatever. We, 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 we just we got apathetic. God is calling all saints, calling all believers, calling all sons, calling all daughters. All the audience in free, come on back. Not just to the house of God, but to what God has called you to do and be salt and light to the world around us. Amen. How bright is that light? I got a light here that I want to show you. I actually stole this past, this past Terry's light. Um, and that was, what's cool about this light is it's so small. Turn, turn the lights off, Tim. What, what, look, look, look how bright this light is. Man, I think if they would have been using that light instead of the one they used, I wouldn't have got shot because that's pretty bright. <laughs> Let you think, Pastor Terry, this is what I, I, would, I would not have been shot. But it, the truth is, is that it shines. And so we're, we're to shine the light. Now, that, we've been doing that to people, shining the light in their eyes, but trying to blind them. But the truth is, is that God, God's called us to shine this light in the middle of the darkness. I'm going to tell you, I can see where I'm going. I'm not going to take another step. But I can see where I'm going with this, with this light because it's, it's so, so bright. Some small. Now, turn the lights back on, Tim, just for a second. Turn it back on. Now, here's, here's the truth. It's a little bitty light, but on the inside of this light, there is a battery that's been charged, and there's power there that lights it up. I want to tell you this morning that there's a power on the inside of you because the Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be witnesses to me here in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. There's a power on the inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that emboldens you to be witnesses to those people, to witnesses to Jesus and tell people about who he is. Sometimes like, well, I'm, I'm in fear grips my heart sometimes in talking with people. I understand that. Uh, I'm telling you the truth of the matter is, is that there's a power, power, wonder working power on the inside of you to be able to step out and be salt and light to those that are around you. Don't lose your flavor. Don't lose your season. Oh, you got, you got, if you have Jesus on the inside of you, you can, you can do it. So it's the point. Share the light. Show the light. Share the light that's on the inside of you. Turn the lights on so that people can see what God is doing on the inside of you. Amen? Amen? There's a light that's there. Turn it on. Turn it on. Shine that light in the middle of the darkness. Now, how many of you, which I'm scarred over this right here, how many of you um, ever, ever worked with your, with your father on cars on Saturday morning? Anybody raise your hand. How many of you ever are, you put your hand down, how many of you are traumatized from having to hold a light when your dad was working on the car? Even right now, I got a spirit of, you know, I mean, just something happened. He'd be like, boy, hold the light. I'm like, I'm trying, and my hand would get tired, you know. Boy, shine the light up there, and I'd be shining, all of a sudden, he'd be like, I'm trying to work. I'm telling you what, I still have scars, emotional scars in my heart, in my heart from my dad was just like, wow, you have one job, just shine the light. You can't even shine the light. You know, I don't even do a flashlight at the house right now. I mean, I just, I send the kids in. Y'all turn the light on. I don't even, you know, just because so scarred by what happened. And so the truth is, God is, and we're not trying to beat you over the head and tell you gotta, you have to shine the light. You have to do that. But we are telling you that just be who God's called you to be. Be the light. Be the light in the middle of the darkness. Show the light. Be the light. Share the light. Man, God has called us to, to operate the power of God, the spirit of God that's on the inside of us to be able to share that. You, you know, the truth is, is that the fields are ripe under harvest. Remember, they're so ripe in, in doing what, God, what God's called us to do in the middle of the darkness. They're just people that just need to know him. I'm amazed. Restaurants, wherever I go, uh, the store, 7-Eleven, 
There's people that we talk that I talk to all the time. They're just like, well, I'm not a part of a church. I'm not this. I'm not a part of anything. Well, I'm just living. One guy, um, I was at um, a restaurant who PF Chains, and he was just like, well, I'm not. He goes, I'm not religious. I go, neither am I. <laughs> I'm talking about relationship. See, that's the problem is the world has a bunch of religion, and we're not talking about religion. We're talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because once you enter into a relationship with him, it changes everything. Now, I agree with Mr. Peacock last week when he was like, they don't tell everything, right, when they, when they, when they uh, tell you about the gospel because they, they will tell you. They sit there and be like, you know, when you come into the kingdom of God, things change for you. God is so good, and he'll tell you. He'll turn that thing around. That's my Joel Osteen voice. He'll turn that thing around for you right now. He'll do it. Just say, yes, I can. You just, you just tell the enemy right now that he, that he just will flee. I'm telling you what, he'll do it. And that's like, no, nobody told you you're going to die to yourself, and you're not gonna, there are going to be some times when you're not going to feel like you're going to make it. <laughs> I'm telling you that is it is dying to your flesh and all of a sudden when you feel like that you almost are gonna make it then the enemy comes in and just beats you down again they don't tell you that tell the truth they nobody preaches that message anymore <clears throat> nobody you're laughing but nobody talks about hell being hot nobody talks about sin still separating you from God nobody's talking about the fact that that the world is lost and without Jesus you're not going to make it but there's a, but there is a hope that is found in Jesus Christ that if you come to the cross of Christ that he will forgive you of your sins and yes he'll wash you whiter than snow yes he will call you out of darkness and into light but there's also discipleship and following after him with your whole heart Loving him with your, all your might, with all your soul, with all your strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. We have got to preach the real, true message of the kingdom of God, the gospel message of the kingdom. Hell is still hot. Say that. Tweet that. Tweet that. Mean tweets. Everybody get mad about mean tweets. Yeah. Hell is still hot. Sin is still sin. But God is still God. Jesus is still on the throne and there's nobody like him in all the earth. Amen? Amen. That's what he's called us to. We've got, to we've got to preach the true gospel. And so that's what I'm saying. That's what I love about what Pastor Vernon said about all the things. There's all these other religions, all these things are going on. We're going to stand for the truth of what God is saying in the midst of this culture. Whatever they're trying to do with all these things going on. And it's been a crazy couple years. Would you not say that? Man, we have had to battle some stuff. We've had to battle, so, so even started way back with the cancel culture stuff that we were battling. Um, just, if you go against what they think, they just cancel you. Just cancel stuff. We had to deal with that. We had to deal with the racism and all the stuff that's going on with that Black Lives Matter and critical race theory, all that craziness that they're trying to teach in schools and stuff. And the coronavirus, the COVID came in, and they just turned everything upside down. Turned not only the church upside down, it, turns, it turned the economy upside down, turned everything upside down. Then to come, along comes the vaccine. When people over the government, whatever, overreach are trying to take choices away. All this stuff that's going on. Tell me like every time you turn around, there was something going on. Over, every time you turn into a corner that there was something going on. In this corner, there's problems and issues. In this corner, there's issues and problems that's going on. And look over here in this corner. There's also the problems and issues and political issues that are going on. But here's what I want to say to you today. In this corner, still the reigning champ and king of kings and lord of lords is the Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth who came and died for us. He still is the undisputed, undefeated king of all kings and lord of all lords. 
He hails from the throne room of God. And I want to tell you a little bit about him. Can I tell you a little bit about him this morning? His joy is unspeakable. His peace surpasses all understanding. His love is unconditional. His power is matchless. His throne is immovable. His truth is endless. And his reign is never ending. And his will is never bending. His loving kindness is better than life. His life is life-giving. His grace is sufficient. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His voice is like many waters. His word is sweet and is a lamp unto my feet. He can't be beat. His hand is steady. His reach is ready. His gaze is wide and his way is right. He can't be defeated and he can't be deleted. He cannot lie and he cannot fail. When he said it's finished, he ripped the veil. His, the Pharisees couldn't trap him. The Sadducees couldn't crack him. Pilate couldn't convict him. And the religious leaders couldn't trick him. The cross couldn't stop him. Hell couldn't block him. Sin couldn't shock him. The grave couldn't hold him. And the world couldn't fold him. That's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the bright and morning star, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. My God, King of Kings that reigns upon the throne forevermore. Now that sounds like a king I'd like to meet. Can I tell you? That sounds like somebody I'd like to get to know. I don't want to necessarily everybody else trying to figure out what the Kardashians are doing. I want to know what heaven is doing. I want to know what my God is doing. I'm not trying to follow what everybody's doing on CNN. I want to know what is the newsreel in heaven saying about what God is doing in the middle of the earth. That's the king that we serve. And so why would you not want to tell somebody about that king? I know somebody who can change your situation around. Now, there, there is following after him. That's what God's called us to do. But at the same time, he can do it. He'll change you. Whew, I feel the anointing of the presence of God in this room right now. Somebody even here right now, maybe you need a breakthrough. Maybe you're away from God. I know this, that my king is able to change the impossible things and do the things that nobody else can do. Oh, the government, you talk about, if you trusted in the government, you're wrong. Because the Bible says that the government is upon his shoulders. And up to his rule and his reign, there is no end in sight. Somebody be looking for it. It's increasing. His power is increasing. His throne is he's, he's never ending. He is seated on, he's seated on the throne. And I'm telling you what, no matter what the world is saying that we're going to go through, because they're telling, you know, they're forecasting some turbulations, some tribulations. You know that? Some turbulence. You know, um, when I'm on a plane, uh, when I'm on a plane and it goes through some turbulence and they say, Doo! you know, a little seatbelt sign goes on. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Put the seatbelt sign the turbulence. We're in for some turbulence. You know, I told Vanessa one time, I go, man, if this plane go down, if they ever get to the point where they'd be like, hey, fat boy, you got to get off. Somebody got to jump off and then you got to go. I'd be like, everybody going down. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the whole plane down. I ain't like, kick me off the plane. I'm taking everybody with me. You know, they're going to kick me off. 
But, but I'm telling you, we're in for some turbulence, you know, and everybody else is forecasting it. That we're in for, but you know what? The Bible says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that those things that cannot be shaken will remain. Will your faith remain in the middle of the storm? Will your peace remain in the middle of the storm? Will the joy of the Lord still be your strength in the middle of the storm? I got, I got all my money, all my eggs in the basket of Jesus Christ. All, I'm all in on Jesus. I'm all in on his presence. I'm all in on his power. Yeah, cash me in. Cash me in. I'm in on Jesus because he's the only one. He's the only way that we're going to make it out of this. Not only alive, but the church of Christ is going to thrive in the middle of the darkness, in the middle of the storm that's going on. So I'm going to ask you even right now, is your house founded on the rock? Because if you found if your house is founded on the he said, she said, you're in trouble. Yeah. But if it founded on the he said in his word, you're going to stand the test of time. Right. So that's what the world needs to hear. The gospel message of the kingdom. People lost. I'm telling you, they're just lost. And I, my heart goes, I want to be I want you to be those people. And I'm sort of saying I want those people who are moved with compassion when you see the multitudes, when you see people. When you get your, your shot of latte, espresso, double pump foam. Somebody ordered some coffee the other day. I didn't even know what it was, but they had it down. Double pump foam, espresso with a shot of, whoop, I don't even know what they were saying. Like Mark and Mindy back in the day. Nanu, 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 you know, just back in the day. I didn't even know. I took y'all way back just then. Some of y'all are just like, what in the world? Raise your hand. Come on, come on, tell on yourself. Raise your hand if you, mm, nanu, nanu. Yeah, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes, the church of Christ is moving. If you knew that, you had an awesome childhood. I'm just saying that right now. But when you're going to get your latte and your espresso and you're going in the grocery store, I want you to be cognizant of the world around you. We are not of this world, but we're in this world to make a difference. Amen.